Hey everyone, welcome to the How to Vegan podcast or welcome back to the How to Vegan podcast. If you have listened before, I'm so glad you are here. Thank you for listening. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different than most of my other episodes and I'm really excited to chat about this topic with y'all. And a little life update because it's been a while and it might be a while after this so I kind of just want to update y'all with everything that's going on with me and just kind of update you about the podcast and where it's headed and everything. So it's been a couple months, a few months since I released my last episode. I thought I was going to get a lot more episodes out um, in the meantime, but life has just been wild, y'all. I, If you don't know, I'm pregnant. I'm now in my third trimester, due in July, and this pregnancy has been nothing like the first pregnancy. I have not felt super great. I've been extremely tired. It's just been a lot harder than my first pregnancy. It's still been pretty easy, but being pregnant with a toddler and everything that goes on with, you know, taking care of the house and making food and it's just been hard for me to find time to work. And I've also also been really wanting to soak up the time with my toddler before we have another baby come into the picture. So that's also been hard for me to just sit down and work and focus on on this instead of just being present in my life. So this, unfortunately, slash the reality of it is what is going to be my last episode for probably a while. I was going to try to get one more episode out, but my due date is fast approaching and I'm just feeling very, just very like I need to take some time to just be without thinking about the podcast and all of that. So this is going to be the last podcast for, it might be a while, y'all. Like I thought I was going to take a small break with my first baby and it ended up being like a long time. So I love the podcast. I hope to be back someday. That's the plan. Like I love doing this. It's just hard when I want to be so present with my family um, to take time away to to do this, especially because I feel so just having a toddler's draining and I'm an introverted person. So having someone need me pretty much constantly is very draining, let alone again, you know, cooking, cleaning, everything. The mental load of it all is really has been a lot. And so to add podcasting on top of it just feels like too much. And I just feel like I can't be the best mom that I that I want to be when I add this on top of everything that I'm doing. So hopefully once my kids get a little bit older and don't need me so much and don't want to be with me constantly, because I know that's how it's going to be some days, they're going to be like, get away from me, mom. Hopefully not too soon. But when they're a little bit older, I want to dive back into this. I love having my own thing to do. I love doing this podcast. I love helping you guys. I love helping the animals, number one. But right now it's just feeling like I need to focus on my family and my kids when they're little. And that's just what's feeling really right for me. So um, I hope to be back someday. That's the plan. We'll see. But I have no, I'm not making any promises on a date or anything like that. So yeah, that's just kind of a little life update. Everything else is great. I mean, like I said, I've been feeling great mostly this pregnancy, just tired and taking care of a toddler is just a lot when you're pregnant. We did find out it's a girl, so we're really excited to have a little baby girl and yeah, just excited to kind of start this next chapter of life. But I will miss doing this and I'll miss all of you because uh, this just brings me so much joy. Just a little life update. Thanks for listening. Let's dive into the episode. Okay, so I'm not even... 100% sure as of now what I'm going to title this episode. 
something along the lines of am I still vegan if dot 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 or how vegan am I? There's no such thing as a perfect vegan. Can you be a perfect vegan? You cannot be 100% vegan. Something along those lines because all of those things are true. Am I a perfect vegan? No. How vegan am I? I'm not sure if I were to give you a percentage, but I am not 100% vegan. I'm 100% food vegan, and we're going to talk about that more, but there's a lot of other stuff that goes into veganism that I want to talk about because there is such a stigma around veganism, and there is just so much intensity that can surround it sometimes and make it feel like you have to be perfect or you're not going to do it at all, and I want to talk about that because I just think that this keeps people away from being veganism, feeling like you have to be perfect or just not even doing it at all. So that's what this episode is going to be about. Heads up, unlike the majority of my episodes, which are all very research heavy, usually in my episodes I spend like a lot of time researching and putting together the outline and making sure there's just really well-researched, well-thought-out episode. This is going to be more of like just an opinion piece, me giving my opinion on this topic, just just to clarify. And this is going to probably be a controversial opinion. And not everybody is going to agree with me. And that's okay. I That's one of the beautiful things about, about being human is that not everybody agrees all the time. If everybody agreed all the time, life would be boring. And I know you've heard that before, but it's true. And I don't need everybody to agree with me. And if you want to come for me, if you're one of those like super, I don't know the word, militant vegans, hardcore vegans, I think of myself as the same. I will be vegan forever. I I'm still vegan after 11 and a half years. Like, I'm going strong. It's going to continue. My husband, too. We're doing this. My whole family. But there are some things that I think need to be, need to have some wiggle room. And we're going to, we're going to talk about that. But this is probably going to be controversial, controversial opinion. Um, hope I bet not for a lot of you. I bet a lot of you are going to agree in some capacity. Some of you might come for me and be like, you're not vegan. And that's fine with me because I am vegan and that's up to me to decide. So before we get any further, let's just define veganism for anybody wondering what the actual specific definition of veganism is. Veganism is a philosophy and way of living which seeks to exclude as far as is possible and practicable all forms of exploitation of and cruelty to animals for food, clothing, or any other purpose. So the key part to remember is as far as is possible and practicable. And yes, it's practicable, not practical. When someone practices something that's practicable, like they do it often or as a habit, when someone says something is practical, they usually mean it's like sensible yet not necessarily practiced. So that's the difference. It's it's as far as is possible and practicable. And with that little section of the definition, you can see that imperfection is built into the definition of veganism. So by definition, I am 100% vegan because I am doing as much as I can to not contribute to the abuse, torture, murder, suffering of animals. There's no such thing as a perfect vegan. You can be a pretty close to perfect food vegan, like consuming, making sure that what you're consuming is vegan. But with all of the other stuff, and there's a lot, and we're going to get into it in a minute, it's just not possible to be 100% vegan. So expecting that is just too much. It's just too much. It's, it's not possible. As long as we are alive, as long as you are a person who is living, 
you will inadvertently sometimes cause harm to other living beings. And it doesn't make you less vegan. It's better to do something than nothing at all. I've heard people use like an analogy of like a boat sinking and another kind of like rescue boat coming upon the sinking boat. And you would save some people with the room you have instead of being like, oh, we can't save all of you. So we're just going to go. And sorry to those of you we could have saved. Bye. Like that's not that's kind of the analogy is I'm I'm going to do as much as I can, but it's not going to be perfect and it won't ever be enough. But that's okay, And it doesn't make me or you less vegan because you can't save all the animals or be a perfect vegan in quotes. Small changes do make an impact on the animals, the environment and your health. They really do make an impact, especially when a lot of people are making these small changes. It might not be massive change, but it does make an impact. And from my point of view, veganism can sometimes come off like a competition. You know, someone says, oh, I ate this. And someone will say, oh my gosh, that has eggs in it. You didn't even, and you know, and can start to come at each other in a really vicious way. I have a Facebook group that isn't super active anymore. I think Facebook just in general has kind of declined in activity. But at the height of it, there was well over 100,000 people and a ton of activity. And I had a ton of help with it because it was just a lot. And it was <laughs> it was rough because the vegans in there would come at each other, you know, and that's not vegan enough. And that, you know, just that negativity and vegan policing that can happen. And I know that a lot of it, most of it is, comes from good intentions of just wanting to help the animals, you know, saying, hey, you ate something that wasn't vegan. That means you harmed an animal and that's not okay with me, especially if you're calling yourself vegan. I get that opinion and I get that stance because the animals are so important to me. I don't want to see any animals being hurt at all. So I can see where it's easy to to come from that space. But it's not a competition. Everybody is at a different place on their journey in life, let alone their journey of veganism. Everybody is different and it doesn't need to be I'm better than you or I'm more vegan than you. Nobody is perfect. You are not awful, in my opinion, if you own a pair of leather shoes, whether you had them before you were vegan, whether someone bought them for you while you were vegan, whether you got them secondhand, etc. You are, in my opinion, you're still vegan if once a year you cave and eat something that has an egg in it or a cookie that has, you know, yeah, an egg or chocolate chips that have milk in them. I think you're still vegan. I don't think you have to be absolutely perfect. People, again, in my opinion, need to relax and focus on themselves more than other people and what other people are doing. There's a there's a positive way that people can approach helping people on their vegan journey, you know, saying, hey, just so you know, that's not vegan. You know, I have friends that even do that to me. We'll be like, hey, that candy that you're about to eat, that's not vegan. I'll be like, oh my God, really? I thought they were. Like, nope, it's not. I'm like, oh my God, thank you. But coming at people in a negative space and like, that's not fucking vegan. You're fucking up you're ruining it for the vegan. You're not vegan. That's so off-putting to me. And that might be some people's way of being an, being an activist. There's all different kinds of activism. And if that's your way of being an activist, of kind of being that vegan police, that's necessary too. There's all different kinds of, of, of activism. So do what feels best for you. But I don't personally think it's super helpful to attack people 
for not being perfect. This is it's just, this is a lifestyle. It's not a cult. I believe there should be some wiggle room. I think more people would stay vegan if it didn't feel like so many people were just keeping an eye on everything they're doing and outing them if they do something that isn't perfectly vegan. I think there should be some wiggle room because I've seen a lot of people leave veganism because people were attacking them for not being perfect vegans, for buying a leather couch secondhand. I've seen a lot of people turn away from the label of veganism because of that and just say, fine, I'm going to say I'm plant-based. And for me, the more people that say they're vegan, the better, because I want people to, to associate that with positive, you know, with, with a positive mindset, not like, oh, vegans are so annoying, which is a lot of the time when I tell someone I'm vegan, they're like, oh, great. You know, I think a lot of people have that negative association with veganism because a lot of vegans expect you to be perfect or get the fuck out which isn't helpful to the animals, in my opinion, at all. So let's get into some of the reasons why it's impossible to be 100% vegan. And I get a lot of questions in my DMs or on Facebook Messenger back in the day, again, when my Facebook group was more poppin', like, or just asked in the group in general, hey, am I still vegan if... dot, 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 and saying, this happened, or... I can't avoid this. Am I still vegan? Can I still say I'm vegan with like a sense of stress and worry where that just seems so unnecessary to me? For me, if you think you're vegan, no matter kind of what you're doing, if you're trying your best, you can call yourself whatever you want. But some of the main things that a lot of people would would ask is, hey, I went to a restaurant and I ordered some food and it came out and I ate it and come to find out later there, it wasn't vegan for whatever reason. The rice was cooked in chicken broth or the bread had milk in it. Whatever it is, they come to find out there they didn't have, it wasn't completely vegan and will be like, am I still vegan? Or I ate food that was cross-contaminated, cooked on a grill that a burger was cooked on, like a, a beef burger was cooked on before mine. Am I still vegan? Am I still vegan if I have non-vegan family members and I cook them non-vegan food. Am I still vegan? What if I have a job that can't be 100% vegan? What if I have a non-vegan job? Those are common questions that people are like, am I still vegan? And for me, the answer is yes, as far as you are doing your best and what feels best for you. Another really big one, this one's probably the number one question that I think a lot of people attack other vegans about and ask, am I still vegan if I buy secondhand leather, wool, etc.? Am I still vegan if I go to the thrift store and I see a pair of leather shoes that are my size and fit me and are comfortable and have already been used? I'm not buying them new, but I wear them. Am I still vegan? And again, this is an opinion-based question. So this is a very subjective answer where some people would say, no, you are not vegan. That is not the definition of veganism. For me, I think that buying something secondhand and not contributing to the purchase of something brand new, maybe it's not considered 100% vegan, but in my opinion, I think that's okay. I don't necessarily do that. I don't look at I try to avoid leather. I try to avoid wool. But I know there's going to be times where I've bought a sweater at the thrift store and it probably has wool in it. It doesn't have a tag. I can't tell. Or 
There's a little piece on one of the shoes I bought that has leather on it, but I'm not buying it new. Am I still vegan? For me, the answer is yes. And another really important thing to mention is that just because a material is vegan doesn't mean it's good for the planet. Clothing like acrylic sweaters or poly blend pair of jeans or nylon like exercise clothing, washing those in your washing machine is a major source of microplastic pollution in the ocean. And when you're using more natural, in quotes, materials like wool and leather, there's not going to be that kind of pollution when you're washing your clothes. There's also the human side of things. The fast fashion industry heavily exploits the workers who made those garments that a lot of times now are vegan, but aren't made in very ethical ways. And the issue of sustainability as well, just in like its purest sense is, you know, is this garment, is this piece of clothing, are these shoes going to last very long? Oftentimes, used leather shoes or a wool sweater lasts a lot longer than something made of extremely cheap fabric or material. So if you're on the side of environmental veganism, if that's one of the major reasons you're vegan, then I could see why buying something secondhand that was leather or wool instead of a plasticky filled material would make more sense to you especially if it's used. Buying it new, for me, that feels icky. Um, For you, it might not. For me, I'm not going to go spend my money on like a brand new pair of leather shoes. If you see it at the thrift store and it fits you and it seems like it's going to last a long time, especially if you have kids who are rough on stuff, for me, if it's used, I, I, I just think there's no harm in that. It's already gone through the cycle of being made and bought in its purest form, like its newest sense of the animal being harmed, that's done. Someone else is going to buy it anyway, you know, like it's already been used. It's for sale for cheap. If you feel safe and comfortable doing that, whether it's a huge leather couch or just a tiny pair of leather baby shoes and they're affordable for your family, not everybody can can afford to buy expensive vegan products, you know, and a nice vegan leather couch. Maybe the only couch they can find that fits their space is a used leather couch at a thrift store. And to me, that doesn't make you any less vegan at all, just because you're doing what's right for you. So that, can I buy secondhand leather wool animal products used question is something that just gets asked a lot. And that's just my opinion on it. A leather belt. If you buy it used, I don't see the harm. And I know a lot of people are have a completely different view on it because people will say, yeah, but if you're vegan and you're wearing leather shoes, then people are going to see that as like a stylish thing and they're going to want the leather shoes too. You're promoting wearing leather or you're promoting a nice warm wool sweater or wool socks. Wool socks is a huge one. I have a lot of people ask me, do you have an alternative to like nice warm wool socks in the winter because I need them for XYZ, you know, skiing or just I live in a cold climate. Do you have any options? And a lot of times for people, that's the best option or they get them gifted to them. You know, a lot, I've I've been gifted wool socks and I've been vegan for a long time. And for me, that's something that I think is just a personal opinion. Do you keep them? Do you return them? They're already they've already been bought. All of this to me is just a personal opinion. And and you get to decide what feels best for you. And I don't think it makes you any less vegan for buying secondhand non-vegan items for whatever reason you want. And I feel like having to justify yourself is just 
tiring and pointless and doesn't really help the movement at all. I see the other side. I totally do. Because when I first went vegan, I was like, ugh, you bought that at the, like, I, the, I get it. But the longer I've been vegan, I see how there has to be some wiggle room. Because if you expect people to be perfect, they're going to leave the movement. And again, that doesn't really help the animals. Okay, quick little break to talk about our sponsor, Holier. Holier offers clean, plant-based nutrition essentials to help you feel your best every day. I've been taking their multivitamin for years now, and if y'all have listened to the podcast before, you've probably heard me rave about them. They're formulated specifically for people who eat a vegan, vegetarian, or plant-based diet, so you're getting exactly what you need to fill in any gaps that might exist in your diet, including nutrients like vitamin B12, vitamin D, and omega-3s. Each daily dose is infused with a delicious citrus taste, which makes them so easy to take. Plus, they use a sustainable packaging system with glass bottles and compostable refills. They're also third-party tested, non-GMO, and made in the USA. And y'all, Holier recently launched a nutritional yeast that's super nutritious and tastes amazing. They include gut health supporting prebiotics and probiotics, along with vitamin D and B vitamins. They even have a delicious spicy flavor blend, which is so good. If you want to try their multi for vegans or their new nooch, then click the link in the description or head to liveholier.com. That's L-I-V-E-W-H-O. O-L-I-E-R dot com and use the code GOVEGAN to get 20% off if you're a first-time customer. The other, this is probably the second second most asked am I still vegan if question and way more important than the secondhand stuff is am I still vegan if I have to take medication? Because if you're not aware by law, at least in the United States and a lot of other places as well, all medicine and medical procedures must be tested on animals in order to be approved and used in humans. So they're right right there. All medicine, all medical procedures. If you're going to do any of that, then you're technically not vegan. I've had so many people say, hey, I have to take this medication for XYZ. It was prescribed to me by my doctor. It's kind of like a life-saving medication, but it has lactose in it what do I do? Do I just not take the medication? And for me, again, as far as is possible and practicable comes into play. Most of us are going to need medicine at some point in our lives. Most of us are going to need some sort of medical procedure at some point in our lives. And yeah, it's been tested on animals. It may include some animal ingredients in them, but you got to take the medicine if you need it. A good example is me. I have epilepsy. I have epilepsy. And if I don't take my medication, I have seizures. I cannot drive a car. I can't walk down my stairs. I can't have a kid if I am having seizures. So to be 100% vegan, I could say no. Nope, I'm not going to take it. That's been tested on animals. I'm vegan. I'm not going to do it. But that's not safe for me or anybody around me. So if you have to take medication, you're still vegan. In my opinion, I think that, again, the imperfection is built into the definition of veganism for a reason, because there's no way that you can be a perfect vegan. So if you have to take medication that isn't vegan or has been tested on animals, then I still think you're vegan. I call myself vegan and I take that medication twice a day. So that's another like really good example of how you can't be perfect vegan. There's just, it's, it's impossible. Something else that happens a lot kind of on this, you know, topic of, or this theme of this episode is non-vegans coming into our space and trying to 
prove that we're not vegan, so there's no point in even doing it. And a huge one that people will say is, you know, you can't even be a perfect vegan because, oh, do you drive a car? Do you ride a bike? Well, then you're not vegan. So why are you even trying? Why are you even doing this? It's pointless. And at first I was like, what are you talking about? If you look into it in the production of tires, the majority of manufacturers make use of animal-based or at least a combination of both animal and plant-based stearic acid. A lot of times in the West, uh, the stearic acid is animal tallow-based. So a lot of car tires and bike tires include this stearic acid, technically not vegan. So that's why a lot of people say, oh, do you drive a car? Oh, you're not vegan. Do you take medication? You're not vegan. And I know that not all the tires that are made contain animal products. And I think some some people now are making specifically like vegan tires so that people can buy those if they'd like. But not everybody has the privilege to go out and buy a set of brand new vegan tires. They get the ones that come on their car. They might not be vegan. And I think you're still vegan if you drive a car or ride a bike. That's, again, my opinion. I just feel like some of this stuff is pushing it way too far, expecting people to be perfect and pushing people out of the movement, out of the lifestyle of veganism because they feel that they can't be perfect when imperfection is written into the definition of veganism for a reason because there's no way to do it perfectly. So some more reasons as to why it's pretty much impossible to be 100% vegan. Do you buy fruits and vegetables from the grocery store? Well, those fruits and vegetables have likely been grown in cow manure or fish blood. There's lots of stuff in manure that goes into growing those plants that a lot of times that's what you're eating. And so technically those aren't vegan. Plus, Lots of rodents and rabbits and pheasants are routinely killed in the planting and harvesting of your fruits and vegetables because it's it's impossible to harvest what XYZ fruits, vegetables, whatever we're talking about without accidentally killing mice, rabbits, anything in the way when those things are being, you know, tilled up from the ground with huge machines. So if you're eating fruits and vegetables, does that mean you're not vegan? Absolutely not. There is going to be some harm done to animals to get that stuff out of the ground. Bottom line. A lot of houseplants come in soil that isn't 100% vegan. A lot of times synthetic or man-made shoes that aren't from vegan specific brands, the glue that is used to hold those shoes together might not be vegan. Do you go outside and walk around? Then you 100% step on bugs and kill them. There's no way to avoid stepping on teeny tiny bugs and killing them. So right there, that one for me is like the, you can't be 100% vegan no matter what you do. You are going to inadvertently sometimes step on bugs and kill them. And you're still vegan because of it. Do you have a tattoo? The ink may have not been vegan ink unless you specifically checked. They might have used ink that came from an animal, an animal-based ink. There's so many things that that cause harm to animals inadvertently or or obviously that you just can't avoid. And we I think instead of focusing on all of that other stuff, we need to focus on the food aspect of veganism. This is where the greatest percentage of animal cruelty exists anyway. Animal agriculture is absolutely atrocious and awful and horrible. And that's the stuff that I do not want to support. That's what we need to focus on. Creating this rigidity around the word vegan isn't helpful to anybody. 
again, you cannot be perfect. Everyone who is vegan is like somewhere on the spectrum of vegan, which is why I was toying with the idea of like, how vegan am I? Am I 100% vegan? Because everyone is on that spectrum somewhere. I have vegan friends who are food vegans, but still do buy leather clothes new. And I have some vegan friends who are like the most vegan who will do absolutely everything they can to avoid anything possible that could maybe have harmed an animal, but they're still going to be stepping on bugs outside y'all. Like it's still going to happen. We live in an imperfect world. We live in a non-vegan world. So it's really hard to be perfectly vegan. And it's just not possible to be 100% perfectly pure vegan. And that is okay. In my opinion, that's okay. It should be okay in your opinion because it's unavoidable. We can just do the best that we can with the resources that are available to us. And this brings up another issue of like a class. There's a class issue related to the perfection of veganism. For people who don't have a lot of money, for people who are low income, being vegan, even just a food vegan can be impossible. Sometimes they don't have access to grocery stores where lots of healthy, abundant, whole foods, plant-based options abound. They might have to source their food from the gas station or from the fast food restaurants around them if they live in a food desert and just don't have any other option but want to be vegan but might not be able to do it all the time. As long as those people are doing what they can and feels best for them and their family, I think they can consider themselves vegan. Telling them they're not vegan is just gonna push this mold of perfect veganism into a place for privileged people. Those types of people are gonna leave. They're not even gonna try, which (laughs) I think veganism should be a place for everyone of all incomes, of all classes, of all races, of all I just don't think it needs to be this idea of perfectionism because the more and more people that call themselves vegan and set a good example of trying to avoid as much as they can animal products, the better. Why don't we want our community to grow? Why are we pushing people away for not being perfect when you are walking on bugs outside? You're driving a car that has non-vegan tires. You're killing rodents when you're buying uh, fruits and vegetables from the grocery store. There's no point in being so pushy. It just pushes people away, which just drives me crazy because I see it happen. I've seen it happen to a lot of vegans that I know. I'm sure you've realized there's a lot of ex-vegans these days. From what I can tell, I have a whole episode about it, but from what I can tell, a lot of it is the pressure to be perfect just gets to be so much. And it's like, I just want to be able to eat a damn egg once a year if I want. Not me personally. I don't want that. But some people do. Or I want to be able to have a little bit more freedom. I want to be able to be vegan, but maybe eat some fish once a month and still call myself vegan. Again, that's not me. I'm that's I'm pretty hardcore vegan for the most part. I don't I don't want to feel icky for not eating vegan food. I'm a 100% food vegan for sure. It's the other stuff that is hard to be vegan. And I think We need to allow some wiggle room and to be more gracious with people and accepting and not be so extremist. You know, it does feel very cult-like to a lot of people and a lot of people just don't even want to enter it because they know, like, I can't be a perfect vegan. There's no way I could be a perfect vegan, so I'm just not going to do it at all and I'm just going to keep eating the standard American diet. Where if we allowed more wiggle room and for people to be like, I'm vegan, and maybe you see them eating something that isn't vegan, who cares? You could kindly let them know just in case they don't know. But if they do know, 
let them be. Let them still think they're vegan or call themselves vegan. It's, I think it's just up to the person. Same with all labels. It should just be up to the person. And they shouldn't be attacked because anytime you're attacked, you want to separate yourself from the people attacking you. And if those people that are attacking you are these militant vegans, you just don't want anything to do with it. You're done. You're just back to eating the standard American diet. I have several friends, not friends, more like Instagram acquaintances slash kind of friends who have done that, who have left completely and now eat way more meat and eggs and cheese than they were even eating before they went vegan because it's almost like a rebellion against the the movement that made them feel so restricted. I don't know if that's exactly it. That's just how it seems and it just doesn't feel healthy to be so strict. Again, in my opinion, I know some of you are probably listening like, wow, this bitch is not vegan. She's promoting non-vegan activities. Let's cancel her, which you can think whatever you want, but I think more people need to hear this message because I want this to be a welcoming community and a welcoming vibe and a welcoming space for people to come test things out and see how it feels and be as vegan as they feel best or works best for them. And this this isn't even this this relates to a lot of different things. I think expecting people to be 100% perfect all the time in whatever they're doing perpetuates this all or nothing approach. Like, oh, you go to the gym, then you go all the time. If you ever take a break, then you're not a gym rat. You know, like there's just a lot of spaces that this can relate to. And I think a lot of people have that, well, I can't do it perfectly. So why am I doing it at all? Mentality when it comes to a lot of stuff, because this veganism isn't the only place that this is happening, but it does happen a lot in veganism. And bottom line, perfectionism is one of the most common reasons that people do not take action. They think, well, I can't go to the gym five days a week and do all the exercises I want to do. So I'm just not going to go at all. I can only go one day a week. And that's, that's not what people say you need to do. You got to go three to five days a week or else you're not, it's not worth it. So I'm just not even going to do it at all. And that's not helpful. Or I'm going to try to eat healthier. But I can't do it seven days a week because on the weekends we have pizza night with my family and then I can't eat healthy. So what's the point in even trying if I can't do it all the time? So I'm just going to eat whatever I want all the time, which you can do that if you want. But for people who have a goal of, you know, whatever it is, trying to get healthier for whatever reason, it doesn't have to be an all or nothing approach. That's just not like how life works. It doesn't make sense and it doesn't feel good to have that pressure on yourselves. And a lot of times perfectionism can be seen as like this positive thing, like, oh, she's such a perfectionist, you know, she wants things done the way that she wants them done or she knows what she wants. But it also has quite a few negative outcomes, including mental health issues, depression, anxiety. There's a lot that can that can surround that idea of perfectionism. So I think attaching that to veganism is just not the way to go. I just think accepting people into this movement, into this lifestyle is the way to go in order to continue to grow it. I don't want veganism to be declining. I want this to continue to grow and grow and grow so that we can save as many animal lives as possible. We can help the planet live longer so that we live longer. Our kids can survive on this planet and it's not just this hellhole that could have been avoided. And for your own health, if you look into it, animal products are not very good for you. So even if people are reducing their animal intake, animal product intake by half, for me, that's great. Why not support that? Why not be a positive 
encouraging support in their lives instead of saying, "Mm, well, you said you're vegan, but you just had this burger. So you're not vegan. So stop calling yourself vegan and leave me alone. We're not friends anymore. Whatever. I know not a lot of you listening to this podcast are probably on the same wavelength as I am. And a lot of you are probably like, yeah, duh, Kristen. (laughs) Of course, this is very, you don't need to be telling me this. But I do think there's a lot of people that need to hear that you don't have to be a perfect vegan in order to be vegan because it's not possible to be a perfect vegan. It's just not possible. And kind of the last thing I have to say on this is that I think that veganism is best when it's done your own way. Only you know your lifestyle. Only you know what feels best for you and your family and just what feels best for you and what works for you. And whatever works for you is the best way to go about it. It's the best way to be vegan. So if anybody gives you shit for not being a perfect vegan all the time, remind them that imperfection is built into the definition of veganism as far as is possible and practicable. Because when the term vegan was coined, there was no way that people knew it wasn't possible to do it perfectly. But why not try your best in order to reduce harm to animals as much as possible? So that's my little opinion piece. Never really done one of those. I had like a few little bullet points to talk about, but kind of just like went on whatever tangent felt good. And I can see why people have podcasts like that now where you just kind of talk about something and give your opinion because that was kind of fun and easy and feels good to just give my opinion on something instead of be so factually based all the time. Although that's I do. That's kind of my vibe. That's why I like those episodes that I normally put out. I like to give you guys information that is very factual and this is, you know, and then make your own decision based off of it. And still, if you don't agree with me on this, that's totally fine. We need all types of activism in the vegan space. This is just my opinion. And I feel like if people relaxed a little bit, more people would be vegan, which is what I think we want. So thank you for listening. I hope that made sense. I hope I didn't just repeat myself a ton. It was kind of fun to just chat and just kind of give my opinion on something that does bother me a lot. I, I, if you can tell, I could, I could get kind of heated because it just, that vegan policing just doesn't sit well with me. And I wanted to kind of talk about my opinion about it. And I am glad that you listened. I'm glad, I'm glad that you sat through the whole thing. And I am going to miss you guys so much. I'm just going to miss this. I'm going to miss, I'm going to miss all of it, but I need to take a little break. I need to take a break to be with my family while my kids are little. And hopefully I'll be back again someday. That's the plan. That is the 100% plan. I hope to be back full swing, new episodes every month, hopefully even get an assistant and be pumping out lots of episodes, but we'll see. Never know where life takes you, and I'm just going to kind of go for the ride while I've got my little baby and my toddler and just be in the moment with my family. And I hope you guys take time in your lives to do that as well, to really make sure that you're being present with the people that you love because life is long. Life seems long, but I think it's actually really short. And you should be pouring yourself into things that bring you joy and things that make you feel happy and spending time with the people that love you and want to be around you and not pushing yourself too hard in your career or whatever, whatever you might be taking time that maybe you, you don't need to be. 
maybe use this as a little push to reassess how you're spending your time and how you might want to shift some of that. Some of you might love the way you're spending your time and might want all the time away from your kids as possible. That's how I thought I was going to be. I thought I was going to be the type of mom that was like, okay, take my kid. I want to work full time. I want to see him just a little bit and that'll be great. And it has not been that way for me. I have been like, all I want to do is spend time with my kids while they're little. It just feels right for me. So I'm really going to honor that. And I really, really appreciate all of you for understanding. I've gotten so many messages from people saying, we're going to miss you. This podcast is the best. This I'm going to miss your episodes, but I respect you so much for doing what feels best for you. And I really, really appreciate all of you who understand why I'm doing this and who support my decision. And oh, I feel like I'm going to cry because I do really like doing this podcast and I'm going to miss you guys a lot. And I feel like a part of me is going to be put on the back burner for a little bit, but that's okay because this is how life goes and I can tell where I need to be focused right now. But I am going to miss you guys a lot and I'm going to miss doing this and um, yeah, stay healthy, stay safe. Don't don't push veganism as this perfectionist thing, please. And I'll be around. I haven't really been on Instagram much either. Again, it just kind of takes me away from the present moment. And I've just been really feeling like I need to be in the present moment right now in my life. So um, hopefully I'll be back on Instagram again someday. YouTube maybe too. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to take a step back. I'm going to take a breath and uh, we'll see. But the podcast is, this is my jam. This is my favorite shit in the world. So I hope to be back again someday, but I love all of you. I'm going to stop rambling. I'm sad to go, but I'm excited to take a break. And I guess that's it. I think that's all I have to say. Uh, if you liked this episode, share this with, with anybody who you think might need to listen to it. You know, some people might be like, wow, I have a vegan friend who needs to fucking listen to this episode because they need to shut the fuck up about being a perfect vegan. If you want to go leave a review on Apple Podcasts, that would be great. Your reviews mean a lot to me and I love hearing your feedback on the podcast. So yeah, I think that's it. Uh, it's weird to be signing off for the last time and who knows how long, but I hope to be back. I love you guys. I will miss you. I hope we can stay connected somehow and I will just catch you someday in the next episode of the How to Vegan podcast. Bye.